This is a microphone test for rad. One, two, one, two, one, two. Greetings, one and all. This is your captain speaking on the shitty microphone. Welcome to another action-packed, glam-tastic, pop-tastic episode of Rad with your pals Jesse Drackman and Jay Greedy. This episode's a killer. There's a lot of background noise and I'm talking on headset mics. Go professionalism. Yes, we have an action-packed episode. We talk to you about the depths of our love of Tom Taylor. The saga continues. We also talk about Rocky IV, one of the best movies in the Rocky franchise. Also, we deep dive into a deep, deep love of Motley Crue. All this and more on episode 5 of Rap, 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 Rap. We have shit audio from your end. That's what's yes. going on. Is that better? Oh, yeah, it's miles better. Is that better? It, it I think, like, I, it sounded like I think you had, had the my microphone finger on over my uh, mic. Ah, is that what it was? Oh, I yeah. thought it was something else I was anyway. Holding my, I, was hold, I was holding the mic in a weird way. Well, you know, that, that, that's all right. Something new and it didn't work, man. What can uh, I say? See, look at you, mate. We're episode five and already you are trying to get all fancy and shit with yeah, microphones. Yeah, you know, sh- shaking things up, you know. Yeah. Doing, doing an experimental, you know, way of getting on the mic and all that sort of well, stuff. It's what happens when, you know, when we have a explosive this, this show is like con- this. this. This is like my concept album episode. Of the podcast. I'm digging this. I'm digging this. Uh, tune for more. <laughs> um, I love, I love expression. Uh, man, episode number five of Rad with your host, Jake Reedy and Jesse Drackman. We're going to be a... We're going to be a drinking age in no time with this I podcast. Know. It's going to be great. It's, it's so pretty cool. cool. It's pretty hey, cool. I, I was almost thinking like uh, we could almost have some cool initial uh, initials like going into the future episodes like JR and JD. It's like, I don't we know. We totally could. Yeah, we I think totally could. It. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. But like, see, I feel, I feel like you get the better part of that deal because like when people think JD, it's like, you know christian slater from heathers or like juvenile delinquent me me i just get fucking dallas well i was gonna say don't sell yourself short dude because jr's cool dude since i was a kid it's like dallas i'm like i didn't even fucking watch dallas so i know i know nothing about jr except someone shot him exactly And, and that's it and he had a big ass motherfucking 10 gallon hat yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. You know, um, that there's a, I think it's a Time magazine front cover. Yeah, it's uh, at Be Lucky and Sons in the Valley. It's one of the prizes yeah. you can actually win is that issue. Where it was that popular that at the time that it made the front cover of that magazine. Who yeah, shot yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, 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 look, I, I look, man, I was way too young to get it. But Same, like, yeah. yeah. I, I never, I never got the whole Dallas thing. I know it was huge, and yeah, it was like, what was the other one? There was like another one. It was like, was it fucking Falcon Crest or something uh, like that? Dude, it was. It, I it's, can't it's, remember. It's, I know. I remember Lorenzo Lamar's was in it before he went off and had a director video action. This is the thing, career. man. <laughs> these people that were connected to these shows that we'll probably never watch in this lifetime. Um, they're probably they're probably um, reserved as a form of torture, uh, you know, 
specialty torture in hell for us when we go. There. Oh yeah, I'm, you know, I'm I'm sure of it. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, yeah. I'm sure it clockwork, is. Clockwork, Clockwork Orange style. I yeah, feel open. like exactly. that's eight seasons of Dallas. Go. <laughs> yeah, boom. But the thing is, I was going to say, like the the thing that I get from these shows is that the actors involved, like uh, Larry Hagman and I think it's Patrick Patrick Ewing, and um, like you said, Lorenzo Lamas. These guys. Uh, on the sides were doing super cool things um, other than the uncool thing that they're most well known for, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, Patrick Ewing did The Man from Atlantis, which I never saw. I was too young to... But... Uh, dude, I remember seeing that weirdly. I remember seeing that on TV of an afternoon when mm. I was like maybe six or seven. Right, right. And like... I just remember he swam in this really weird dolphin kind of way. Like, and I think it was like, you know, that whole 80s thing where they just like did like half a dozen shots of him swimming and recycled them every episode. It was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like Battlestar Galactica where it's like yep. the five, same five Cylon Raiders like coming yep. to attack the Galactica every episode. Yeah, it's, it's uh, that sounds about right. And yeah. like, and Larry Hagman, uh, you, you already said what Lorenzo did, but Larry obviously, you know, um, did his thing with the I Dream of Genie, you know? So yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's how yeah, I remember yeah. him. Yeah, but totes, yeah. Remember him as <laughs> I, I touched on this in a Freaky Flicks episode. I did the the sequel to the Blob, the Son of oh, Blob. yeah, Son of the Blob. Yeah, yeah. And I just still to this day scratch my head in disbelief that he directed that fucking movie. It's like, <laughs> I mean, what compels a guy? You know, think about this at the time. You're Larry Hagman. You you've starred in what will go on to be one of the most famous TV shows of all time, and you're about to star. You know, uh, continue that stardom in Dallas. But hey, let's direct our first ever movie and let it be a sequel to, you know, The Blob. Yeah, it's just it's it's some wacky shit, man. That's some wacky shit. Like, I mean, the yeah. movie's wacky in itself. Yeah, I mean, it's like I'll I'll throw the DVD away so you can check yeah, it out. Yeah, I I, I I have seen it years and years and years ago, and I vaguely remember it, and I remember it being really weird, like just really like what the fuck. I feel like the cast were all on psychedelics. Um, funny enough, and it just has. I mean, it, you know, for what it's worth, the movie itself is actually pretty good in terms of the blob special effects. Yeah, All those yeah. Practical yeah. effects are okay. Um, it was just like one of the weirdest opening sequences ever with this little kitten running around the grass. Uh, I know I'm I'm an animal animal lover. I don't, you know, I don't hope for violence on animals. But there was a part of me going, now any moment now the blob's going to jump out and eat this little kitty, and yeah. it, it did. So, yeah, yeah. It's like you, you, you know, it's coming. You're like, oh, yeah. I don't want this to go the way it's gonna go. But yep, there it is. And whilst we're deprived of the gruesome details, it's just that that effect of you know what's happened. You can yeah. put two and two together, and it's glorious. Yeah. What a cool <laughs> the show. <laughs> but it's it's funny, man. Like you know, the, speaking of the actors and stuff, I, I've I've got some news for everyone out there. Oh, bring it on! A, bring it a, on! a Freddy Krueger fan. Yeah. So apparently Freddy's nightmares, which I have been wanting on 
like I've been dying for a physical release of it for years. Yes. Um, like I've got a DVD that's got like the first three or four episodes on there. Right. Um, but apparently it's going to be on a streaming service soon called Screenbox. Okay. Um, I think it's only overseas at the moment, but I'm really hoping that like whoever this streaming service deal with in other countries means that maybe we'll finally get it in mm. high quality on maybe Netflix or Shutter or something like that over here. Yeah. Because like, dude, that show was so fucking great. Like I know it was essentially Tales of the Crypt, uh, Tales from the Crypt with Freddy Krueger, but like the amount of people, like Brad Pitt was in that, Laurie Petty, like, really? dude, yeah, the cast in yeah. it was massive. Um, you know, and you got you got Freddy at the, and I mean, I mean, I, Nightmare on Elm Street. I love, I love Nightmare on Elm Street so fucking much. Same, same. But um, yeah, dude, I'm just like, oh, I so want this. Like, you know, stop depriving us. Like, give yeah. it to like. We got a full release of the Friday the 13th TV series, which is way it, less cool. Yeah. Is, like, it, like, is it connected to the, the movie franchise in any shape or form? Dude, not a fucking jot. Like, right. there is absolutely, like, it literally is, like, Friday the 13th in name only. Like, it's, you know, it's all about, like, this antique shop and all these oh. first objects that oh. are, like, somehow related to crystal lake like there's no like you gave us a friday the 13th tv series with no jason like that's what yeah actual fuck were you thinking that's a bizarre twist it's kind of like um i I, look whilst i'm a fan um it's like when halloween 3 initially came out people were mortified was like yeah how can you do this without michael myers it's yeah um I, i feel that same parallel there so yeah, well, it's, it's sort of like my same issue with Jason Goes to Hell. It's like, where is Jason? Mm, <laughs> he's yeah. he's in it. He's in it at the start. He's in it at the, like, you know, I mean, that movie's worth it just for the Freddy cameo at the oh, end. But, like, yeah, it's just such a weird fucking movie. Like, yeah. it's so strange. But, yeah, Freddy's Nightmares, finally. Like, I'm, that's so, exciting. You know, I'm guessing if it's going to be on streaming, it's going to be, you know, cleaned up and restored and everything. So that's yeah. rad. That's very rad, man. I and yeah, we we're both very passionate. I know you especially are, and um, yeah, I, I think it's a great day to know that. But um, I had a brief look at Screenbox. It's um not the easiest uh thing to find. I tried to download the app, and yeah, that was a feat in itself. So um, yeah, I've yeah. got a weird feeling it might just be in like the UK or the states or something yeah. at the moment, like. Don't quote me on that. I could no, be wrong. No, um, I guess I guess we'll we'll probably we'll revisit this in later episodes. But um, yeah, yeah, I guess what we'll say from our end is watch this space. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. This space, however you yeah, call it. Yeah, yeah. or you know, yeah. join jo- join my Twitter campaign where I start <laughs> yeah. to release it in Australia. Yeah, yeah, dude. So do you? One, do you one of my up? many, one of my many Twitter campaigns. Yeah, is like you... my 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 annual harass uh, Scream Factory to do I like a. That. Uh, Special like edition of Trick or Treat. <laughs> oh, God, we can only hope for that. That would be great. Oh, dude, right. Oh, yes. It's fucking gimme. Gimme. I know. It's, it's kind of weird, isn't it? It's like, um, I was going to say before we get into that one, um, uh, no doubt you've tweeted Robert Englund a few million times about, you know, when, when, when. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, can, I can just imagine it. But um, with Trick or Treat, you know, it, it's we've, we've talked about this once before, but like, it never ceases to amaze me just people's 
I want a part of me wants to say ignorance, but uh, naivety, whatever you want to call it, just yeah. the reluctance to sort of go into the rabbit hole and go backwards to discover this gem of a film. Like, oh just man, right, blows like, my yeah. mind. Like it's but, it's uh, the most heavy metal fucking horror movie you'll ever find so fucking great and if anyone hasn't heard it you should check out the freaky flicks episode where we talk about it because it's totally we 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 go we go deep we do that was a that was fun that was so much fun yeah that was Um, a good one man that was a good one i think that was was that our first podcast you know i think it was dude and no werewolf was our first one yeah werewolf was our first one both trick or treat was our second i think yeah fucking a man but i i think um yeah, I'll, I might put a link to that in descriptions. But, uh, dude, man, that was, oh, man, one of many gems that we've connected yeah, over yeah. in the past. And then, Robert, getting back to Robert England, he is yeah. the fucking sweetest guy in the world, man. Like, I've heard this. Dude, so I got one of my partners a cameo video from him mm-hmm. for their birthday last year. Oh, awesome. And Dude, he was so fucking awesome. He just went above and beyond. He was so great. Um, yeah, dude, just such an absolute fucking gem of a human being. That's like, so cool. Just the not like just the nicest guy. And it wasn't like you know with cameo, it's like you can say like, oh, you know, could you maybe like do this or do that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He just went above and beyond with the whole thing like he just he put he put so many freddy quotes in there really he made it so fun so sincere and so fucking nice and yeah dude it absolutely made b's fucking year like fantastic dude like Like, yeah i've actually had really really good experiences with cameo like because i I also got one for uh my ex-girlfriend for Mm -hmm. her birthday last year from uh Spencer Charnas from Ice Nine Kills. Oh, nice, and, man. Um, nice. Yeah, like Spencer was really cool with it too, man. Turned it around really quick. Just like, you know, did a great job. That's like, so yeah, good. man. But I love I, that I had shit. Really great experiences with it. Because Cameo, like you're talking about the video content, um, there's an email component as well, which I, oh, I yeah. used a couple of times. Um, yeah, story for another day. But, you know, yeah. it, with, with my um, – Fury's books, I contacted yeah. James Remar and Michael right. Beck. Yeah, yeah. Just more to, you know, for research and just yeah. verification purposes. And um, it was great, you know, for a small fee, I was able to get a response from them. From them and, um, yeah. yeah, and it wasn't a half-assed one. It was pretty good. Um, yeah. In your case, the fact that, you know, you, you're talking about what Robert England's done, because um, I know for a fact, having a look at Cameo, it's shit's not cheap. Like some of those... And Robert England is as good as and big as they come. Yeah, yeah. They're not dude, like on, honestly, neither of those videos were cheap at all. It was it, but it was like it was one of those things where it's like, look, I know this is going to make like these people really, really fucking happy. Yeah, and just absolutely just make their day. And, and like, that's so cool. you know, because like you know, B was having a tough year, like. Yeah, uh, Max, my ex, she was having like a really, really shit year, and it was just like I just wanted to do something yeah. like you know that would really like bring a smile to their face. And you're kind of dubious with cameo because you're like, if I spend all this money and I get like a two second video where they just say happy birthday, fuck, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, fucking. But up. like, man, yeah, like oh. Robert England was worth every cent same with spencer like mm. they just really fucking just brought it home and... i love those guys man 
Yeah, they're, man, they're just cool knocked dudes. it out of the park. Just such fucking great dudes. And it was just like, oh, man, like, thank you so fucking much for this. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. They're very gracious, man. Like, I, I met Spencer after uh, Ice Nine Kills concert. and um, Yeah, right. You know, like, I was hang, hanging. Long long story short, I was I was there at the end of the show, you know, after everyone had left. And the band were just, they just finished performing in this fucking sweat box. And they were just exhausted beyond belief. Oh, dude, yeah. And, I and didn't go to that show specifically it was because good. of the location. I yeah. was like, Fuck that. I yeah, don't want to see one of my favorite acts in a fucking it was, a hot box. It was it was literally that and then some. Um there were people passing out and stuff, man. It was but yeah. Spencer was, you know, I could see he was physically exhausted. And you know, I'm thinking, you know, I didn't even think about the fact that, oh cool, it's Spencer. I just went, This guy needs a glass of water. So I went and got him a glass yeah. of water and I, I just said, Hey man, here you go. And he just kind of looked at me like, Okay, this is cool. You know, yeah. so he was very appreciative. And from there, we just had a chat and yeah, just cool. connected over mutual friends. And yeah, we bonded. So it, yeah, that's rad, man. Yeah. But my point is, it's just cool that they're these people, they don't have to be as gracious as they are, but they oh, do dude, it. Exactly, man. That's the thing. And that's, I have, and that, that it's one of those things that like, it really kind of shows you what people are all about because you meet so many and you and i have talked about this off yeah. the air like yeah. a few times like you meet so many people that are like trying to make it or on their way up that are just mm-hmm. such absolute assholes and yeah. douchebags and yeah. have no time for anyone and then you meet people that have made it like you know like spencer or robert england or hugh jackman or you talk to them or something yeah. like that and they are the nicest, most down-to-earth people that have nothing but time for you. So and true. they absolutely don't have to be. Like, you know, you, you kind of expect, like, I could walk up to Robert England and say hi and he could just be like, fuck off, leave me alone. Mm, and you'd yeah. be going, yeah, okay, I get it. You probably get people doing this to you every single fucking day. But no, like, just so nice, so down-to-earth, so, like, oh, giving of their time and stuff. Yeah. And it's... I absolutely love it when people you admire are cool to you yes. because it's like, yeah, thank you for not being a dick. Like yep. that is so rad. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll expand on this a uh, bit of a flashback to our previous episode where we showed a bit of love and then some to Mr. Tom Taylor. He's a classic example of that nice guy, you know, doesn't have to be yeah. the nice guy, but the times that I've uh, said g'day to him at Supernova, he's just nothing but gracious and cool. Like, yeah. um, P.S. We love you, Tom Taylor. Um, <laughs> you are a god. Um, we do, we do. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to just do a Tom Taylor episode again? Yeah. Oh, we, we could. I could. We I could. could rave. I could rave about his Nightwing run at the moment until the. Oh, comes it's like, dude, you gave night. He gave. He gave. Do it. He gave Nightwing like so, dude. First issue, he has, mm-hmm. and it's just like, uh, it's like, dude. Did you just write this specifically to hook me? Like your first issue, you have Nightwing rescuing a three-legged puppy from a bunch of assholes that are like abusing it. I've heard. Then, I've heard rumors that that there is a, a small piece of dialogue. I think it's hard to see in the comic that says, "This one's for you, Jake." Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it is. It's like yeah. I'm sure he got the artist to like you know scribble it in like on the back of the wall somewhere, like hundred percent or something like that. I've yeah. got to examine it. Like I need to yeah. break out the magnifying glass and do some mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmesing. But yeah, and dude, like yeah, like it's like 
no, Dick adopts a puppy and like <laughs> names it Biteling for fuck's oh, sake. Oh yeah, rad! It is that the is coolest so thing ever. And like, you know, one of the one of the latest issues, like, because um, it's this whole thing where like you know, uh, Dick's gotten this massive inheritance from Alfred, and he's trying to like do some good in the world with it as Dick Grayson. Yeah. Um, and you know, of course, because he's in Bloodhaven and it's you know crime ridden, you know people aren't exactly taking too kindly to this. So this contract's put out on his head and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. One of the last issues, it's such a spectacularly great read, is like basically Nightwing and Batgirl figuring out there is a price on Dick's head, and these mobsters have gone to his apartment and are holding his puppy hostage. Oh, and it's what? like basically <laughs> Nightwing and Batgirl rushing across the city and basically like if they harm one hair on her furry little head i will fucking end them and like just knocking 10 shades of shit out of the dudes that are doing this fucking it's fucking awesome great man it's such a fun read and it's one of those comics where it's like you know like we were talking about um in uh, the last episode with the x-men and all that sort of stuff like nightwing is one of those comics where it doesn't it feels like it is building to something there are subplots that tom taylor is layering in i love that tom, each, we love you we love you this is good each epi- each issue is just a good solid story with loads of character development in there between you know uh you know dick and barbara like nightwing and batgirl mm-hmm. you know there's like great supporting cast and stuff like that like great character moments there's stuff where like you know nightwing and and tim drake like tim drake robin team up and stuff and dude it's just it is such a perfect comic book like at the moment it is so great like it's literally like because i love nightwing he's one of my favorite characters like Mm. i I think dick great yeah i I got nothing but love for him yeah yeah and like I, i i you know, loved the uh, 90s series by Chuck Dixon. That was Scott great, on, wasn't it? Greg Land. Yeah, dude, it was so good. Mm. And art, was, art was great. Writing art, on point. Art was yeah. phenomenal, man. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was just such, it was such a great read and I fucking love that series. But this is better than that, honestly. Like, mm, cool. there's, there's been a few missteps with Nightwing over the years. There was that whole thing where like, he got shot in the head and got amnesia and, did De Niro in Taxi Driver for way too long. Yeah, uh, it right. was like his. It was like his clone saga or something. It was uh, like, oh guys, uh, this is so bad. Like, just stop it. Yeah, like this is this is a bad idea that did not work. It's um, kind of like you experimenting with the microphone. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like you know, hold holding your finger over the microphone when you're doing a podcast. And, yeah, you know, it's like um, it's like no, look, mumble core does not work on a podcast. Sorry, um, Jake Reedy, this means you. Uh, <laughs> but like yeah man like this nightwing run is so fucking good man like it's just great like it is everything great about that character and i think we're only like maybe i want to say nine or ten issues in it it hasn't been a full year yet i don't think but yeah dude so good i'm actually like while my regret is not collecting that series um but i'm sure the public library will have the first volume for me soon but um I, I do want to get my hands on the, I think it's issue eight or nine with Superman with um, Carlisle. Oh yeah. Yeah. That hasn't actually dropped yet. That, yeah. I don't so think that's out yet. I'm, um, I'm keen to get my hands on that. Cause uh, it, it's got a nice crossover between, you yeah. know, it's like what we talked about last issue. You've got to get the splinters to, uh, you know, to connect to the main storyline. It's, yeah, it's man, one yeah, of those yeah, scenarios. Yeah. 
So, yeah. Well, I haven't read the latest. The last issue of Nightwing I got, which was a couple of weeks ago, I haven't read yet. But there's right. a great, like, Dick's doing this big, um, like, public speaking event where he's talking about his plans for the city and stuff like that and how he's going to invest all this money that he's inherited from Alfred. And um, yeah, while he's doing that, like, there's hitmen after him and stuff like that. And it, actually, like, the Titans just show up. Like, not a big crossover. It's like, no, he's just called in his buds, like the Titans, cool. like Flash, Starfire, Cyborg, yeah. Beast yeah. Boy, Raven, everyone, to just, like, get his back. And it's just such a cool little moment because I, I love stuff like that. It's like, yeah, these characters are connected. They're friends, like, mm. they're family. Like, it's always weird to me when you have, like something massive going on like you know for instance like you know we were talking about nightfall the other day it's like yes bruce wayne gets his back broken like aren't where's the jla like aren't they like you know dude what's going on can we help yeah like it it just it always seems a little bit odd and you know it's i know it's all like editorial offices and oh you can't use this character here because they're doing this this month or whatever and we've got plans but it, it just always strikes me as odd when you've got all these characters that are so heavily connected but these big events happen and, mm. you know, their friends sort of don't show up because it's yeah. like, you know, you sort of like thinking, well, I don't know. I would think if like some giant steroided out Mexican wrestler dude snapped my back, like I'd like to think a couple of my buds might show up and go, dude, can we help? Like, yeah, you, well, you know, you need us to like put a handrail in the shower or something for you like strange you know mm. it just, it's very weird but yeah the whole nightwing thing was fucking awesome man it was very rad it's I, I highly recommend giving it a read fuck yeah tom taylor we salute you oh dude just fucking kicking goals man like that man has the mightest touch really does really does um getting back to the the cameo thing on the lower side of the spectrum when you we were talking about the high pricing and stuff of like that and this is a nice little segue into one of our topics we're going to try and cover. Um, there's the, the the one that made publicity in the last year was Vince Neil. Uh, oh, did you, yeah. Did you hear about that? He did. No. A, okay, so someone paid good money for him to do a happy birthday for a family member or something like that. But apparently, and I watched the video, it's open to speculation. Uh he seems quite inebriated and he's mumbling the words. He's, you know, can't get the name right. He, he just basically fudged it right up. Yeah. And this person's paid good money. Um, that's yeah, the downside. I can't of... imagine Vince would be cheap. No, no. Um, so, you know, that that's the thing, man. It's like, that's my advice to people out there looking to partake in a cameo uh, shout out. Do the research. Look at you know. Yeah, look at their previous out, videos. That's it. Like check out check out their previous stuff. Like see you know what they do and stuff like that. Mm. And you know sort of shop shop wisely because mm. I've checked out a few. Like you know I've I've got, I've got plans for um I've got plans for a Tony Todd one for somebody Fuck this year. Yes. Um, and I did have plans for a Chris Sarandon one, but I don't know if that's going to come off. But, like, you know, those two guys are very fucking great as well. Like, you check out their videos, and they're very, very awesome, very, very cool to their fans. And, yeah, yeah so... There's definitely Yeah, a... you, you really got to do your shopping. And, yeah. like, just 
search for the people that you want. Like, don't yeah. go off the cameo front page because you're just going to be faced with like a bunch of fucking crazy people from Tiger King or yeah, whatever's that. popular. And it's just like, oh no, God, like, uh, no. No, there's a place reserved in hell for all that. So yeah, 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 yeah. 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 A um, very deep, dark one. <laughs> deep and dark indeed. Um. So yeah. So with the with that in in mind, uh, you know, much as I I love Vince Neil with with a passion, and I I I've got his signature on my arm and everything for God's sake. But um, nice. Yeah, I know. So you know, expanding on that uh that little downside of him. I want to talk on the upside. We talked about this last episode with, a, you know, a passionate love of Motley Crue and, you know, Tommy Lee and all that sort of stuff. Um, dude, Motley Crue. I fucking love, love, love my Motley fucking crew, man. I, I adore those guys so much. It. Like, yeah. like and, and here's the thing. Here's, it's not just the great music, okay? It's not mm-hmm. just the fact that these guys are like the Oxford definition of rock and roll. Like, yeah. the thing I absolutely adore about Motley Crue, and this, is, this, is, this holds true for pretty much everything I absolutely love in my life in terms of art, be it music, books, movies, comics, fucking what have you. Mm. I love, like, I have a very Motley Crue connect to me on a very personal level. And here's why because I love that the crew are kind of fuck ups. Yep. Like, I love that the crew are fuck ups. I love that, like, these guys have been down, they've been out, they've climbed back up, they've had it all, they've lost it all, they've been through so much shit but they still keep going. They still keep kicking ass. They still keep doing what they want to do, not giving any of the fucks. And I find that really inspirational. Like I just, I really connect to that struggle. And I mean, I know it's weird to say, Oh, the struggle of the multimillionaires, but you know, these guys like, you know, they've been down like Nikki fucking overdosed, you know, yeah. Tommy's, Tommy's public life is a disaster. It is. Dragged through the tabloids left, right and center. Yeah. Vince fucked up with, yeah. you know, the whole accident and everything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, Mick struggles with his health and stuff like yeah. that. And, you know, his, his, his bone disease and everything yeah. like the shit's dude, real. These guys have been through so much shit yeah. and they keep going. And it's just like, for me, that's what I absolutely fucking adore about this band and these guys. Like, whatever issues they have, you know, I know, like, they've had some problems and stuff like that. They're not perfect. But, God damn it, I fucking adore the resilience of these guys. Like, yeah. it just it just fucking connects to me on my fucking soul. And, like, yeah, man, I just – I cannot get enough of these guys. Like, I will fucking – I agree. I will support them no matter what. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing, man. Like, they they really are everything that they set out to be. And, it, you know, even though they've – you know, they're, they're in the millions, uh, you know, they, they can retire and all that, but they're still going. They're still doing stuff. And, like, they, they are a gang still, you know, regardless yeah. of their differences, personal – um, yeah, they still hold that that perception to the public of being this gang of brothers. Um, yeah, I love that. In uh, you see that so often in their film clips. Yeah, uh, 
you know, uh, well, I'm, oh, I'm, dude, I mean, I'm, I'm having I'm, a mental I'm, blank on the, the specific song, but there's one where they're walking together down. Yeah, it's beautifully shot. Um, oh, don't go away, man. Just go yes, away. That, yeah, that I love that them song. Walking, I love that yeah. so much. But that sequence of them walking down like a gang of brothers, you know, while Vince is being, you know, being rock star Vince uh, in a yeah. good way. Um, just that that sequence of them walking and just laughing and carrying on. It's yeah. like, that is just, that captures that magic they have. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I, I mean, and I fucking love that song. That's one of my absolute favorite mm. songs. Like, yeah, like it's it's such a great track. It is, but, man. And I, I just, I, I fucking, I just, man, I've got like the DVD, uh, one, one of the many DVDs of like all their videos. Yeah, and it's like, it's like each video has like Nikki and Tommy introducing it, and just. Just being dickheads, man. Like, just being, like, genuine, down-to-earth dudes. Like, these are two guys that have been through so much shit. Like, they're still clearly best of friends, like, and absolutely love each other. And they're just, you know, they're talking about these videos and they're just, like, hanging shit on each other, hanging shit on themselves. Like, it's just there's something so down-to-earth about the crew. Yeah, there is. Even though these guys have, like, snorted more drugs fucked more women uh done more booze like you know been all over the world on private they're still so grounded as people i find like every time you see them interviewed and you can't fake that shit like you can't you just you can't fake being that down to earth like yeah it's kind of funny because you see you you know you see interviews with a lot of today's rock star so-called rock stars and you you just kind of if I was Motley Crue, I just kind of watch that sort of shit and just think, yeah, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, man, compared to, I, I don't know. I don't think anyone can hold a candle to half the extent of what they've done in their careers. Um, oh man. And it's all, no. it's all beautifully covered in their book, the dirt. Um, oh yeah. dude. All their books, like Vince's book is great. It's like, great. Tommy, man. Tommy land is a great read. Yep. Like the heroin yep. diaries. Yep. Um, I mean, that's what I, I love. Like Nikki's, Nikki's my dude. I fucking love Nikki. Six, Nikki's man, great, man. Death. Like, I read his uh, his latest book, uh, the first twenty one. That was awesome. I've got to read that yet. I it's really a good want to get read. My hands on that. Great yeah. read. Um, it, I I was a bit skeptical at first, going, oh, okay, what are we going to talk about in this that you haven't talked about before? But it's covered really well about his upbringing yeah. and how it all led him onto the path of rock and roll. Um, yeah, it's very well good. Well, well, good reading, and uh, the photos are great. And um, yeah, dude, it's uh, yeah, ten out of ten oh, for me. Dude, I mean, I, I fucking, I, I like, I adored the heroin diaries when I read it. And I'm not like, I am not a, oh wow, drugs are so cool guy. I'm a, no. drugs are really fucked, and you know, like heroin bad. Like, yeah, you, know, you want to smoke yeah. a joint? Hey, go nuts! But yeah. like, you know, but it was just such a like, you know, like like the book says a portrait of a shattered rock star and that's what it was and i yeah. feel like there was so much in there to connect with like personally with nikki that like you don't have to have survived heroin use to like get None. something out of that book at all um and like you know um this is gonna hurt like life mm. is beautiful but, like oh, that that sequel book and stuff like that like the the, the photo book like the photography in that is phenomenal like it's incredible and I just yeah really dig that this dude is a fucking artist man yeah. like 
and I, I love Six AM. Like I yeah, same, dude. love Six AM. I think they're great. Great band, great great vocals, everything. Man, ticks all the boxes. We you, were you a fan of his uh, of Nicky's um, one time band, Brides of Destruction. Uh, Brides of Destruction. Yeah, Fuck, man. Yeah, dude, I, I, that I, album. I, dug them. I thought that was great. Yeah, dude, it was so good. Yeah, yeah. totally, man. Like. Yeah, those guys, man, like their books are great. I, I hope for the day that we see a Mick Mars book, that'll be a great oh, read. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really. Like it's I mean, up. I'm still waiting for the, the fucking solo album that's taking forever to come out. Like that's, Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. And I mean, I, I've really loved all of Tommy's solo albums as well. Like yeah, Methods man. Methods of Mayhem was such oh, a, a cool little side project. Banger of an album, um, dude. Like, yeah, dude, that album just fucking slapped. Like, um, even his first solo album, pre um, post Methods of Mayhem, the Tommy Lee album, uh, Never a Dull Moment, was fucking yeah, great. That was great, man. Yeah, like, look, Hold Me Down is like such a fucking great song. And mm. look, Good Times off Tommy Lee, awesome song, is such like you cannot be in like that is one of my songs that, like, if I'm ever in a bad mood, like. That uh, that song will just put me like if I'm coming home from work or something like mm-hmm. that, or it's been a shit day. It's like if I listen to that, I will just fucking zone out and just feel instantly better. It is yeah. such a great song to just like just lift you up and yeah. you know, hundred uh, percent, yeah, like fucking I like Mr. Lee. I would fucking hug you if I ever met you just for <laughs> making that track. Like, yeah, dude, it is. It has been like such a lifesaver like uh, so many moments like yeah. listening to that oh man that that, that, that whole catalog man there's the, the yeah, solo dude. even vince's solo albums were great vince's uh, solo album was fucking great as well like yeah you know? dude. good stuff and i mean man. i think that's the thing about the crew man is like there is music for every fucking occasion mm-hmm. like there is you know there's stuff for like you know if you're pissed off, like Primal Screen is like Ugh. the greatest pissed off fucking rage it out song ever. Yeah. Um, or Enslaved, like, but I mean, Primal Screen just fucking slaps, man. Yeah, that song is such a banger. I find Wild Side's kind of my track. Oh, yeah. Wild Side is fantastic, yeah. man. Like, it's just got a power groove to it, man. Yeah, yeah. But even like I mean, I love Tom, I love Tommy's like you know sort of quasi industrial drumming in that as well. Yeah, it was like, sick, man. Even on the revamped version, the '97 version of "Shout of the Devil" with that yeah. sick tribal drumming at the start, it's so yeah. good, man. But oh, um, man, yeah, some of the earlier stuff, like "Take Me to the Top," and "I'll oh, uh, Take Me to the Top" is such a good track on yeah. the show, man. On like, the show. yeah, dude. There's like, no yeah. so many good moments there for every mood, like you say, and even like you know, up and in, into the more recent times with um, you know, I. With the Dirt movie, I mean, conversation yeah. for another day. But um, the the track, the the song, the title track, the Dirt. That was a yeah. great track, man. I loved it. Dude, yeah, and so was uh, what was the other track on the Crash and Burn was such Crash a and Burn was good, good. Track as yeah, well. Dude. Like, so I mean, um, they, they even really, Saints of Los Angeles was a great oh, album, such a good like, album, dude. Yeah, but I mean, the point is, is like they are one of those bands that's like you you can either love them or hate them, but either way, you. you your curiosity is just, it's stuck with them. You, That's the thing, man. It's like, you, if you, you can, you can hate Motley Crue and I can question your sanity and yeah, wonder absolutely. why, um, yeah. because like, how could you, how can you hate great music? Like you can't. Even, regardless of what you think of the guys, like regardless yeah. of whether you think they're, you know, 
a, a group to be like admired for all they've been through or whether you think they're just a bunch of fuck ups that, you know, like if they couldn't play instruments would probably be all dead of heroin by now. You can't deny that the music is fucking amazing. Like, you know, well, I the mean, imprint they've left on, on music today, man, like l- l- classic example, Black Veil Brides, when they first came out, they uh, reached of Motley Crue. Yeah, dude, absolutely. I mean, fuck, Andy called himself Andy Six for fuck's sake. Yeah, dude. Like, like you could not wear your influence more proudly on your sleeve exactly. if you tried. And I love exactly. you for it. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I think that's the thing with the crew, man, is like, you know, they, you can't deny how great that music is. Like, there's just no getting around it. It is amazing. Mm. And, you know, yeah, dude, just, I can't, cannot say enough good stuff about that. I mean, Home Sweet Home is just one of the greatest fucking songs ever. 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 Like, Jesus Christ, like, you yeah, know, know, even Planet Planet Boom, dude, oh, is Planet such Boom a fucking such... banger. Like, the version that's on Quaternary yes, yes. is my favourite version of that because it just fucking hammers. And I love all the stuff at the start and the end of the track where mm-hmm. you can hear the guys just dicking around in the studio giving each other shit. And that's, like, um, it just... it's funny because that, uh, sorry, the that chapter of Generation Swine, um, that's an interesting chapter, which leads me into a nice little segue, um, with this crew chapter. Um, I, I've actually pre-ordered John Karabi's autobiography as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that chapter, like that whole quaternary, I think Planet Boom, uh, had Karabi all over it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was when he was with the band. Because I think that was like, yeah, that was around the the um. Yeah, well, yeah, he, that he, was around that time. I'm pretty he sure he co-wrote a lot of the Generation Swine songs, if I yeah. remember correctly. So, uh, yeah, that's an interesting chapter in itself, dude. Like, but um, yeah, like I, I know we sort of hit a bit of a pothole there, but uh, if we can pick it up with. That self-titled album that Crew did with Karabi is probably one of the, the most underrated but most hardest-hitting rock albums you will ever hear, period. It, dude, it's so great. And that's the that's the thing. Like, it is one of the, like, you could almost call it a grunge album because it came out in that era and it's very, like, I think that you know, was you the could, intention. Well, you can kind of feel like the, you know, this would fit in nicely with, say, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's not not so much like the Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots kind of vibe, but very much Soundgarden and Alice in Chains. And, like, that's the thing about the crew, man. Like, they have gone through so many eras of music yeah. over, like, what, 40 fucking years, practically? Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, man, they're still going strong. Mm-hmm. Like, like fuck you, COVID, for like having that stadium tour that they were doing with Def Leppard cancelled because I was really hoping that would come down here. Like, there, I was there's, like, fuck, uh, look, there's a part of me that's sort of a sense of relief um, because yeah, I know they're not so. It's well, like well, it's, the band, the band slaps, but I mean, yeah, yeah, we've yeah. Touched on this Vince, Vince's Vince voice. is not. Yeah, I mean, good on him for keep you know keeping the the flame alive, but the flame yeah. is kind of unfortunately nothing but a flicker. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, look, hey, you know, our, our rock stars sadly are going to get old and yeah. you know, not not be able to sort of kick it anymore. But I will say I one mean, thing, but sorry. Uh, yeah, no, what, no. no what were you going to say? 
Uh, I can't remember now. It's no, it's gone. okay. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll back you up with Karabi. He's aged for like a fine wine, dude. He's yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I, I actually went to the solo show he did when he performed that, that, uh, crew album in its entirety. Oh, nice. And I'll tell you, dude, it was, man, I've got video footage from it. It was, oh, nice. Uh, it was so good. So good. And he is just such a performer. And the thing about it is he's getting up there in the age as well, but on stage, he's a very tactical vocalist in and front man in the sense of he knows his limitations and he yeah. knows when to pull back. So he yeah. still hits some of those trademark notes, yeah. but he also knows when to not go to the embarrassing places that unfortunately guys like Vince has. Yeah. 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 That's cool, man. Yeah. yeah that's very cool. Uh, and, oh man, dude. So... I mean, not, look, not, not everyone can be Iggy pop. No, unfortunately. No. Like, Absolutely I mean, Iggy, not. Iggy comes out and still serves it up. Like it was 1975. Fucking A dude. Fucking and I think it's cause Iggy's so well preserved with all the drugs over the years. It's just like, He's still running off cocaine. He snorted back in like the eighties. I'm sure. I think it. so, like, dude. I, I think like he, him he and Keith machine. Richards are in the same in the same pod. Yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I fucking love Iggy. Like, yeah, fucking. I, God bless you, Iguana Man. You rule. <laughs> I love like, it. But um, dude, uh, man, yeah, we could talk for hours about the crew, but man, talk. You know, you touched on resilience. And we talk, we talk about Iggy Pop and Keith Richards with the same word, resilience. Um, I'm going to use this as a segue uh, with resilience, Rocky Four. Ah, yes. A- I AKA, I mean, AKA, Rocky saves, uh, Rocky defeats communism. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I apologize in advance for the curveball, but um, yeah, unfortunately, Time is not on my side today, but this, <laughs> this, uh, man, this movie, you know, whilst Motley Crue is the musical equivalent of resilience, Rocky Four is just fucking. Well, it, it, it's actually, it's actually a good segue, dude, because I was gonna say, like, mm. the whole Rocky franchise, and this is what I love, and you know, like I said. I emotionally connect to stuff that I adore, like yes. big time. Like that's, I have to, ha- I have to have that. Like I can watch stuff that I just go, oh yeah, that was cool, yeah. but it doesn't stay with me, uh, yeah. and I don't keep coming back to it like I do with things that I really like. You know, it's like the inspiration well or the yes. the resilience well, and that's the thing that I love about Rocky because. People saying that Rocky or the Rocky series are just movies about boxing is like saying Lord of the Rings is a movie about walking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's not That's about well boxing. Like, well, it is, dude. Because it's like so many people, it's like, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, Rocky, oh, fucking boxing movie. I'm not interested. It's like, yeah. no, 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 no. Rocky is not about boxing. Oh, yeah, you know, he wins in the end. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. The point of Rocky is he wants to make something of himself and he wants to like just go the distance. And if he can just stand toe to toe with this guy and not win, but not lose, he has proven something to himself that he is worth something in his own mind and his heart. Yeah. And that's the fucking thing about Rocky. Like, man, like that is the thing about all those movies. Like, like Rocky Balboa, I think is one of the fucking greatest films ever made. Ever. Um, we could do a whole episode just about Rocky. 
Oh, dude, we so could. We could probably and do we like we, we could probably do like a seven part fucking epic series, like you dude, know, franchise dive time. I'm down. I'm down. But um, yeah, man. And Rocky Four, like you know, I always, I always felt like Sly didn't forget to play the character, but Rock, I felt like Rock got a lot more eloquent. Yeah. On Rocky 3 and 4. Like I he feel like Rocky quite... 4 was kind of a sign of the times of Sylvester Stallone where he was in life at the time. Like he yeah, was yeah. at that. We talked about this in previous episodes. He was just Dude, like, yeah. you know, Hollywood just threw money at him left, right and centre and yeah. he could do whatever he wants. There was a bit of arrogance there. And I think yeah. a little bit of that shines in Rocky 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, man. I feel like Rocky three and four were very, and I mean, I still, I still love both of those movies to death. Yeah, same, same. Um, like, but I, I feel like it was kind of like, oh, Sly, you've kind of forgotten that this guy's a little bit like, you know, he was very Rock was very, you know, very punchy and stuff in one and two, and you know, then in three he was very like, you know, like. Uh, eloquent and shit that's you a know? fucking like... sick rocky impersonation dude that's <laughs> fucking cool uh, yeah, years of watching it man like yeah you know, i could do sly in my sleep i could that's probably uh, i'd probably need to dust off my arnold at some point as well but, <laughs> um, but like yeah but it still works man like um you know and i i got it like one of my favorite moments in rocky four is Apollo Creed's introduction to Living in America oh, by James so Brown. Good. That is so fucking awesome. So like, good. I, dude, I was heartbroken yeah, when same. Apollo died, dude. I yeah, was, was like, it was, oh, it was a, no. It was a sad moment. Yeah. But, man, I, he went out in a blaze of glory, you know. He went oh, out on his terms. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, I, I, and I, I love that. I, I really love that. And I feel like that's a theme that sort of repeats later on in, in you know, Rocky Balboa and stuff as yeah. well. Like, But again, you know, like that moment, of, again, that that to me, it, it's another example of the the star power of Sly Stallone at that time that you can get James Brown on your fucking movie performing yeah. with, you know, the full band, full fucking dances. The, yeah, the yeah, Vegas. the whole bit. Like, that wasn't just, a, oh, he's on the soundtrack. It's like, no, 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 no. He's there. <laughs> yeah, it was real. And the performance was legit. It wasn't fucking cut at all. It was fucking cool. And even his reaction in there was great. Uh, yeah. Dude, it was just I said, Dolph, fucking good. We, we yeah, got to give some Dolph love. Like, yeah, Dolph let's was do some amazing. Dolph like, he was. I, I think golf is fucking great. Like he's had some fucking great movies. Like, yeah, you know, like he pops up in this. He's brilliant. Like, cause he is, he's scary in this movie, man. Like yeah. he is like watching this movie as a kid. It's just like, I don't ever want to meet that guy. He no. looks like a fucking monster. I mean, like, minuscule dialogue aside, his perf- performance and portrayal of this, frightening character is i feel like the i feel like the lack of dialogue really works because Mm. it's like drago just doesn't need to say shit he has so much like the way dolph plays it he has so much contempt in his eyes yes for like you know everything and you can see that turn at the end there where he starts to like get a lot of respect for rocky and like basically tells his handlers like fuck you like and I thought that was like such a great character moment because it's like, okay, yeah. yeah, you know, you've you've introduced us to this dude, and he's this absolute fucking machine, this cold, fucking unfeeling fucking killer. 
Yeah. That like, you know, you, you, it's like you killed Apollo Creed. Like I should hate you. But then at the end, you're kind of like, you see him soften, like, and you see mm. a bit more of his humanity and stuff. And yeah, like the respect between him and Rocky as like adversaries and athletes was, I just thought it was fucking great, man. Yeah. There, there's a really good moment in the, in the fight, <clears throat> in the later rounds where, you know, they're both cut up as all hell and, and Rocky goes down and he gets back up as Rocky does. And there's this moment where Drago just kind of looks at him and it's exactly what you're talking about. You see that, that humanity in, in Drago, that sign of respect. And it's yeah. like he realizes what will it take to put you down? But at well, the same time, he respects him. Yeah. And I mean, he's got that great line where he's talking to his handlers. I can't remember it exactly, but it's like this guy's made of iron or something yes, like yes, that. And it's yes. just like, you know, the the way he delivers it, like he delivers it in Russian. So it's like, you shouldn't just be going, oh yeah, he's just said he's and made he's, of iron. And but the funny thing the, is he's not Russian either. No, not at all. He's Swedish. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, and the way, the way Dolph delivers that line is just like, even though it's in a foreign language that I do not speak at all, mm. like outside of, you know, what I read a mega red saying in the X-Men <laughs> as a kid and, God. you know, the, the few, the few Russian bombs Colossus <laughs> dropped. Yeah, you know, back in the Claremont days, like you get the you get the intent and the emotion behind it, where it's like he's saying this as like this fucking guy's unstoppable. Like, what the fuck is he made of? Like, mm. you know, and it's like there's that respect there, but there's also a little bit of awe and like you know amazement that like what the fuck's it going to take to knock this guy out? Like, yeah. yeah, dude, such a great performance. Like, yeah, I thought so too, man, and, and like. You know, I know we've sort of we haven't bagged Sly, but um, you know, sign of the times, what he's oh, going no, through. Man, but, yeah, you know, kudos to Sly for writing. You know, probably you know, I think it was a great film. I think he wrote a great character in Drago, and his casting of Dolph Lundgren was fucking impeccable. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like you know, there's 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 no like I don't think it's bagging Sly to point no, out that like no. at this point in his life he was king of the world and it might have gone to his head a little bit. That's not that's yeah. look. I, I mean, there there's nothing but love for Sly. There is, here. and and he was but probably that's, that's at just the fact of who who he was at the time yeah. as a guy and the biggest acting star in the world. Yeah, he's such a great, humble, down to earth dude nowadays. It's like. Look, you know, man, I can forgive anyone that brings themselves up from nothing and has a little bit of a ego trip once they hit it massive. And yeah. I mean, that's the thing. He didn't just hit it big. He hit it massive. Like, like yeah, yeah. It was just like, dude, like well, the part yeah. where the part where, you know, the, the name Rocky and Rambo are synonymous, uh, you know, with resilience and, and heroism. And it and that na- those names are uh uh, spoken fluently around the world. You yeah, know, who yeah. has that kind of reach? Well, that's Very the thing, cute. man. It's like everyone, everyone knows Rocky. Yeah, everyone knows Rocky. Everyone knows Rambo. Like that's that's the thing. It's like you know this 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 dude created two of the most iconic characters of cinema. And like we'll definitely Rocky. do a Rambo episode. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah First yeah. blood's fantastic. Fuck, I'll yeah. fight anyone that says otherwise. Yeah, but like, I mean, Rocky, man, like Rocky's like he's up there. Like you, you read the greatest cinema characters of all time lists that come mm. out in like magazines and shit. Like you know, fifty greatest movie characters or heroes of all time. Rocky's always in the top twenty. Always, like always, he's up there. He's with Indiana Jones. He's with Luke Skywalker. He's with you know fucking Superman stuff like that. Like he is 
one of the great characters of cinema. And I think that's because so many people can connect with him as a character. And like, like you say, that emotional level. And it's also, you know, all that aside, uh, you know, it's that combination of this character, but also the compassion in his heart um, that he's created, but also yeah. the beautiful music. Um, Bill Conti did some of my favorite soundtrack work. Oh, uh, dude, that score uh, like brings me to, it, it reduces me to rubble sometimes, you know. Dude, that's that when that rocky theme, that low kind of you know, stripped down version of it, kicks yeah. in, yeah, when Rocky in Rocky Balboa, when he's doing that tour at the start of Fuck all yeah. the places, yeah, him and um, Adrian went to and stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and that score kicks in it's like dude my fucking i feel like my voice is shaking yeah talking yeah, about yeah. It, man. it is it is so beautiful it is and i i think that is also like part of the fucking love of this character and stuff like that is that we've all gone on him with this journey like we've seen him come from nothing we've loved him we've seen his hopes and his dreams and his struggles and everything and seeing him lose stuff and that. And, you know, you, you can't help but cheer for the guy. And, yeah, because I mean, there's look, a bit of Rocky in all of us. Yeah, dude. Yeah, there fucking is, man. And, like, you know, you, you can – people can throw fucking, you know, shit at that final speech. Yeah, dude. Like, they can all get sucked up, man. Rocky Four. It's yeah. like – suck my entire cock but it, fucking speech it's so, is great it's so true but yeah because he comes well, in as the enemy and he comes out you know uniting yeah, people that's the thing man and it's like like i i will not ever hang shit on sly for like and you know, we talked about this in our cobra episode that yeah. like you know the the kind of heartfelt cheesiness and innocence of stallone's writing and this is another example of that. Like, you know, whereas with Cobra, it was like, you know, oh, fucking, you know, what if there was a guy out there that could make the world safe from all these sickos and stuff like that? And Rocky Four, I feel, is like, because it's like, man, look, you know, the Cold War was a scary fucking thing in the 80s. I lived it through was it. Real. Like, yeah, we were, we were all worried that, like, you know, someone was going to get pissed off with someone and fucking suddenly we're going to be living in the aftermath of fucking Judgment Day. Yeah, there was like, some itchy, there was some itchy trinket fingers on those nuclear yeah. warheads, man. So, yeah. yeah. And, and especially, you know, when you look back and go, oh, great, Reagan had Alzheimer's and Yeltsin was a fucking drunk. Yeah, Holy exactly. shit, how did we live? How did we live through this? But um, but this movie really summed up that whole uh, yeah. predicament. So and it, I, I, it did I felt well. like you know Sly just came at it from such a heartfelt place where it's like, and you know that is that is such a great lesson to this day is that we are all just people like you know we can change if we just fucking look at each other through different eyes and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I just I love that speech. I think it was a great it's just speech. So fucking beautiful and heartfelt, and just comes from such a fucking good place. Yeah, like, man. yeah. Maybe it's naive. Maybe it's innocent. And you know, you know, you could argue it's like, oh yes, but things are things are more complicated. Yeah, but they're really not. No, nah. like they're really not. We could boil it down to this if we all really wanted to. Fucking no, man. And I, I just, I just, yeah, man. I fucking, I love that speech. I, you know, I haven't seen the new cut of this movie yet. No, I'm dying um, to see it myself. Yeah, dude, same. I'm fucking hanging to see it. I know the robot's gone. Um, 
Yeah, there's probably there's not parts a bad of it thing. Gone. No, no, no there was there was one of the moments in that movie where we're talking about you know sign of the times and sly and everything. I don't know if that was appropriate product placement or whatever, but it was just. Yeah, just a weird moment. I, I guess it was maybe it was a, like a weird, a bizarre, of, random moment that was. I like, think it was that you know Sly's way of talking. This is Rocky if he was on an episode of Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that's the world he lives in. But I mean, the, and the funny, the funny thing about the robot is, I know everyone's given it shit, and but I, I also, I always sort of defended it in saying like, look, I don't like the robot. I think the robot's fucking weird. Yeah. But if you look at Rocky as a character, it kind of makes sense. Like he did spend, like he, look, if he had a shitload of money, like he is supposed to have in Rocky four, he would buy weird random shit. Like this is a guy that like, yeah, man, look at Rocky two. It's like first thing he does with his money is he goes out and buys fucking Rolexes for everyone. Buys himself a a fancy jacket and, you know, a leather wrist cuff with spikes and, Mm -hmm. you know, a brand new car. And then he blows all his cash in like, you know, a couple of months. Yeah, easy. So it's like, it's not beyond the realms of possibility that like Rocky with millions and millions of dollars would probably buy someone this weird ass robot as a birthday present. Exactly. And, like, and that's what he was a very giving person, you know, like yeah, he, yeah. he was very much like the same as, uh, you know, like Rocky Marciano in real life, you know, just very, yeah. very giving to his family and friends. And, you know, you see that relationship with him and Paulie uh, beautifully, you know, it's, it's fucking awesome. Man, one of my favorite lines of, of Rocky and, um, this is this is one of my absolute favorite lines, and this is something I have actually always lived by. Is that line in Rocky Balboa where um, I think it's either Little Marie or her son like says to Rocky, "Like, what do you want? Why? Why are you doing this?" And yeah. he literally says, "Why you got to get something to give?" Exactly. And That's... yeah, like I've always, always just like, yep, that is just such a great philosophy. Yeah. So Rocky Four, man, in in wrapping up, uh Rocky Four in, in your opinion, does it rate high in the Rocky franchise series? Yeah, man. Like for me, like my 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 Rocky ratings, like Rocky Four is um oh dude, I think I think four's probably because look, Balboa's my favorite. Um, then the first one, mm-hmm. four is probably four, probably sits at number four on, nice. on my ratings. I nice. would say like, I don't know if we're including Creed one and two in there. Like, uh, look, we'll, we'll reach that point. I reckon, but, uh, <laughs> it's, it's definitely I mean, look, there, Rocky, Rocky five is probably my least favorite. Um, I, I just think anyone that hasn't seen Rocky four is there's been living under a rock man. Seriously. Uh, yeah. You, you, it's, I, I feel like Rocky Four, honestly, man. I feel like Rocky Four is the perfect gateway into this franchise. It really like, is, isn't it? I feel I feel like it's just a great gateway into the franchise because it's like you know you can just come in. You don't have to like look Rocky Two. You've kind of got to know a bit about Rocky One to really get it. Yeah. Uh, same with Rocky Three because you know Apollo Creed plays such a big part in it, mm-hmm. and you know Mickey dies and stuff like that. So there's that loss element in there and everything. I feel like four is just the perfect, and I mean, look, Rocky Balboa is an amazing film, but like, if you haven't seen the rest of the series, that movie isn't going to hit as hard for you. No. Um, and I mean, I feel the same with like Creed and Creed Two. Yeah, I, I think exactly four same. is just the perfect like, 
if you want to just pick up a Rocky movie and go, what the fuck is this all about? Four's mm-hmm. probably a good start because, like, you know, there's a little bit of, like, you know, the heart's there. There's a little bit of, like, the 80s flash and sort of fluff and popcorn-y aspect to it. Like, it doesn't go too deep, but it goes deep enough and will probably make you go, I want to check out the rest of it. And, and it's got a sick training montage sequence. Oh, the training montage is oh, fucking epic, man. So like, good. You know, when he's got so the beard good. and everything and, yeah, you know, dude. he's like, you know, lifting fucking logs through the middle of Siberia. And it's and such shit. a good, it's like it's such a good contrast between him training out in the the mountains, you know, in in nature, whilst Drago is training in fucking you know state of the art scientific fucking yeah 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 everywhere monitoring yeah. his performance. Yeah, Dra- Drago is basically going through the fucking Russian version of the super soldier program, pretty much. And dude. you know, Ro- Rocky's out there like you know just splitting wood and shit. I mean, it really is that whole man versus machine battle, you know, David yeah, versus yeah. Goliath. You know, it's fucking yeah. great. And just well, how it's, it, it's yeah, yeah, it's like I was just gonna say, it's it's every it's everything about Rocky. It's like it's all about his will. It's all about like one dude's will to better himself and to win and to make something of himself. Yeah, and that's why, like, that's why he wins. That's why he's the hero. Like he overcomes stuff because of like, you know, sheer force of will. Like you can get through shit. You can be resilient. You just Mm got to keep, you got to keep punching. You You got to keep punching. That's what he said. That's that's the thing, man. You got to do that. And like, it doesn't matter like whether you're up against fucking, you know, a great athlete or some fucking Russian steroid monster. Like, you know, you just keep going and you know, you can, you can get through. And I love it. That's, that's everything about Rocky, man. I can't, who, who, yeah. who was the music on that training montage before before we before we wrap uh, up? Was that Stan Bush or was that John Parr? That's a great. Or question. was that Kenny Loggins? I know it was one of them. It's it's definitely one of them, but uh, I, I know, know it was one of those about. great. Yeah. 80s I think it might have been guys. Stan Bush, dude. But dude, those guys, it it just fits the time so well, dude. It, it just it, dude, absolutely, man. It's like it, it it's not. It's not an '80s flick until there's a montage with one of those guys yeah, on there, agreed. like doing their thing. And just that that bit at the end where Rocky's standing on top of the mountain, screaming "Drago!" Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, fucking... it, it's such a great moment. Yeah, um, man, you you summed it up beautifully, man. I can't top that. But um, and unfortunately, I'm pressed for time. But uh, <laughs> dude, the we have talked at length about resilience and adversity between. Tom Taylor, Motley Crue, Nightwing, and fucking Rocky Four, and Nightwing's dog, and Nightwing's dog, <laughs> Dogwing. I think it. Bitewing. 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 Sorry, <laughs> dude. Fucking brilliant. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think there's something there for us all. The I time. think we've had a good. Th- I think we've had a fucking really good through line this episode. Yeah, that dude. we did not plan. No. I just want to put that out there. We are not sitting around going. What can we talk about this week? What, exactly. what can our theme be? And let's like pull all this shit together to fit. Yeah, it. this we, was just we run completely out of our ass. Yeah, this is the great thing about Rad that you and me pull off so well. It's it's so organic. It's not funny. We don't sit here with a script. We don't sit in some fancy studio with fancy equipment. I'm sitting here on a fucking iPhone for God's sake. <laughs> Same. I'm on, yeah. on an iPhone. Like you yeah. know, and so, like our, our our episode planning is literally like. What do we want to do this week? Here's a bunch of movies that we love. That, yeah. Like, 
Can we talk about this? Can we talk about this? Let's talk about some comics. Let's talk about some music. And let's talk about like maybe some cartoons or some other shit. Exactly. Like that's that's the that's the level of planning. It's like, yeah, it's and it's completely yanked out of our butts. Exactly. And I love it. And I think people are starting to latch onto that as well. So all you legends out there that enjoy this show, do us a solid and subscribe to the channel. Yeah, man. Uh, like yeah. Give us give us a rating. Give us a subs- give us a subscribe. Like yeah. fucking hit, hit, leave a review. It hit helps. us up on Instagram or yeah. Twitter or somewhere like that. And, yeah, you know, I mean we we will have social media. We will eventually. We will. Like it's... we're we're both kind of we're both on like weird ass uh, crazy schedules our, and our life schedules shit at the moment. Shit at the so... moment. But we're fighting tooth for nail to get the content to you guys and gals on a regular basis. So that's our commitment to you. So you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 a shorter one this week, guys, because last week's was so fucking long. Dude, it was so good, but I loved it. I loved it. So, I mean, this this one's still pretty epic, but still, this is still pretty good. Like, I feel I feel like we've done. I feel like we've we've crammed a lot into this uh, hour and seven minutes. I'm, dude, I'm impressed. I'm very like, impressed. So I, we've, I, we've done I think, well. I think we did good. Yeah, I think so too, man. Well. Jake, as always, it's a, it's a rad time with you, bro. And always, my dude. Always. Yeah, um, to everyone out there, stay rad. Uh, yeah, like we said before, subscribe, follow the yes, channel, like, follow subscribe. our hit, hit us up on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. The like, if there's yeah, if there's shit you'd like us to talk about or you know stuff you want us to cover, like you mm-hmm. know, give us give us suggestions or whatever, and we'll we'll see what we can do and all that sort of shit. Hundred percent, man. Um, yeah, yeah. If you want and, more story time, say so. <laughs> yeah. And and we will provide. So that's what we do, man, because we yeah. love it. Because exactly. we are rad. We, we are. We are. <laughs> absolutely. 100%. On that note, Jake, a pleasure. Keep punching. You too, man. Stay rad. <laughs> See you, bro. Thanks, man. Ciao. Bye. And that was another action-packed episode of Rad with Jake and myself. What fun we have. You can tell, right? And that's what the mantra of life should be. Enjoy what you do. Have fun. And never take life too seriously. We sure don't. And we're loving it. So uh, thank you, each and every single one of you, for coming back and checking out the show. As uh, epic as it can get. But that's the kind of passion that we share together on the mic. So um, do us a solid. Hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to the show on, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, whatever. Uh, We love the support. We value it. We don't want thousands of followers. We just want more people to enjoy the rad fun that we're having. And I can promise you the rad fun is coming and coming and coming more and more. Okay? As weird as that's just sounded, but I got sleepy brain, right? So, uh... Thanks for tuning in for episode five. We look forward to seeing you next week for episode six, six, six. Should be a good one. Till then, stay rad, friends.